Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast. Well, today, that was such a beautiful song, Dave. I'm, it's a treat to hear you sing because that isn't usually your role here, and we appreciate it so much when you do. I'm very excited today because we have Woody Medeiros here, and Woody has served as a volunteer first, a resident case manager, executive director, and program manager of Grandma's House since 1992. She's a native Oregonian. She moved here to Bend in 1980, and she's married to the love of her life. She's the mother to four adults, seven grandkids, ranging from three to 30. And if you include the grandma's house kids, she has 257 grandchildren from preborn to age 30. So that's a lot of grandkids. Yeah, Woody's life has been woven of the many relationships she's made in Bend, blessed beyond words to have God, family, grandma's house moms, babies, staff, friends, and supporters as part of her tribe. And she has never forgotten that God is the CEO of grandma's house and her life. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more, her attitude about that. Woody has mentored many young mothers, and she served in related organizations, not just Grandma's House. There are organizations, Parents of Teen Parents, the Homeless Leadership Coalition, Project Connect, One Night Shelter Count, Network of Volunteer Administrators, and Harmony for Women Fundraising Chorus. So Woody is somebody that I have personally known for a very long time. I moved here in 92, and I'm not sure when I met her. We, we were talking earlier and, and couldn't remember the initial connection, but we go back quite a ways. And We've it's, just always been there. Yeah. I think that we've always run in the same same circles. Yeah, I, th I think that's one of the beauties of spiritual community. When you have certain values, you, you attract people to you that are part of that tribe, and, and you're just family. <laughs> so, so I really want to hear about how you got started with Grandma's House, because we were talking earlier, and I was shocked to find out that it was a little different than what I thought. It, uh, it is a little different. Folks think that I'm one of the founders, and that is reserved for seven incredible people who watched A Right to Life march downtown. And they saw the need. They saw young women pushing strollers and talked to girls that were pregnant and said they were couch surfing. And, and all of a sudden, it was brought to light that there was a huge need. Um, these guys were business folks and of all churches, mm -hmm. and they met at Denny's, and they formulated a plan, and, and uh, in the meantime, um, my daughter came home and told us she was pregnant at 16 years old, and mm -hmm. I was an animal health technician, so it it threw us for a loop. It's not anything. I thought she was getting bad grades because of how she was acting. I had no clue. And, and my nature is to research whatever the best thing I could do for them. Mm -hmm. um, she wanted her baby to grow healthy and strong, and there were so many barriers. Um, she did have to quit school. 
there were just things that just seemed so unfair to me. Um, so in researching, I found other pregnant and parenting moms. So my husband, bless his heart, he loves Grandma's house because when I went there, I promised I wouldn't bring anybody else home. So, <laughs> so he was very supportive of Grandma's house. But um, yeah, we opened our doors, and, and uh, I remember a conversation where m my husband was sitting next to a, a young mom with a two-year-old, and he looked at her, and he says, do you live here, or do you d are you just visiting? <laughs> so, you know, it was very much an open door. And then um, I just thought things needed to happen a little faster, and, and I knew there were other parents that were confused, so um, a minister and I started a program called Parents of Teen Parents, and we met in churches, and to be honest, no one came. Mm. Um, at that time, it was very uh, embarrassing to have your child pregnant, mm. and you could talk about alcoholism or drug addiction and go to those groups, but our group was, I guess, a little bit deeper and a little more personal for folks. It was like a failure. Wow. And I did feel that myself at that time. Um, so anyway, I went to uh, mm. the volunteer uh, community and, and uh, signed up, and I heard about Grandma's house. So I thought, aha, this is where I could put my energy. Yeah. So I did that. Oh, don't you just love that story that going from a place of shame, like Woody was feeling shame mm -hmm. for... Um, her own daughter's situation and she's finding that other parents are so ashamed they won't even come to a group to get help and and she turned that shame into something positive she she was open and and I think this is a formula as we listen to her story we want to listen to what are what are the duplicatable attitudes and actions that we can use in our own lives because we have our own places where we feel ashamed of something about us you know we our mental health condition isn't what we think it should be or we're not handling the pandemic the way we think we should be or we we you know I'm not even going to go into it we have so many ridiculous stories about what's wrong with us and our situation mm -hmm. and so here, here we go with just saying, okay, well, that's what it is. I don't like it. What can I do? And being open to that. Um, I, for myself, I'm very pro-life, but I'm also pro-life of a 16-year-old mm -hmm. that is facing a huge change in their life, and they don't have a clue. I mm -hmm. think when a young person gets pregnant, they really don't think farther than a tiny baby and how much room can it take and... How hard can that be? And they'll love mm -hmm. you forever. And and uh, so there were so many things that um, these kids needed to learn. Yeah. And so I started volunteering at Grandma's house, and I was called Wednesday Woody. I committed <laughs> to every Wednesday for the rest of my natural life, and I did not know how close I would come to that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for about a year, and then the uh, case manager job came open. And, and for us at home... Um, that that was a cut in wages. I mean, mm. it was it was a sacrifice, but uh, my husband and I talked about it, and that's the first time I ever called God the people whisperer. The so people he's like whisperer. constantly wow. talking to me about what I should be doing, and and I do my very best to listen oh. because I was torn animals and babies. You know, it was it was the same but different. It was mm -hmm. littles and nurturing. But everything 
in my heart and in my head said I needed to do this. That mm -hmm. that was a place where I was going to belong and make a difference. So we just bit the bullet and and I was case manager and I've, I've never regretted that. I did that for about two and a half years when the uh, director retired and the board asked me to take that position. I am not a public speaker. <laughs> that is not my strength. And But they said, do you have a vision? And my vision went back to those seven people mm. as they prayed in Denny's of what grandma's house should be. Mm -hmm. And I kept going back to that. And saying, yes, I understand the vision, and I'm not sure if they hired someone from out of area. It would just be different. So I agreed, and then I said, I don't do public speaking. And they said, mm, but that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a tough one for me. I like that. You, first you accept the job, and then you yeah. find out what it entails. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, it was interesting because not very many people had been doing that in the area. Uh, there are other homes that um, uh, they have an agenda, and it's done in faith. And one of the things, I understand what they're saying, but we teach by example. Mm -hmm. We do not preach. It does not matter what church you want to go to. We will get you there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's on their terms. And there were other homes in the area that have now closed mm -hmm. that, um, you know, you had to pray at the dinner table. And you should never ask anyone to bow their head in false prayer for food. Mm -hmm. They will do anything to, to have food. You know, so we looked at all these big pictures, and, and uh, it's amazing how many young women found God in, in the, the gentleness, the loving God that we know and that we desire and that we feel he is for us. Mm -hmm. um, not hellfire and damnation, yeah. which some of the girls have been raised. So uh, we have a big quilt uh, hanging on the wall at Grandma's house. And, and uh, we say everyone has their square. Uh -huh. And the girls all know when they actually pick their square. And um, God's the binding that holds us all together. And oh. that is uh, something that I've carried with Grandma's house for all these years. And, and uh, just all the gentle all the gentle things. Yeah, I love that. What what I love as I listen to Woody's story is that if I think about her daughter getting pregnant, <clears throat> that in the bigger scheme of things, if that had not happened, there would be no grandma's house. Mm -hmm. And certainly no great grandma that you yeah. are. <laughs> and and so so often we look at something and we say, oh, this is something to be ashamed of, but maybe it's not. Maybe it is the hook that is needed to bring us into a, a bigger place in our lives. I think we all come with gifts. And my gift is that I understand how hard it is to hear your daughter's pregnant mm -hmm. and that there is, it's, about the pregnancy it's not about the baby and we have such a short window of time to teach so many things mm -hmm. um, early <coughs> on our girls came in and um, there was a lot of um, alcohol and drug use but oftentimes it was with the parents so oh. we are really into family healing and as long as it's healthy mm -hmm. and sometimes it isn't sometimes it isn't healthy but um, we gave people an opportunity that we would caretake their daughter 
and they could get treatment. And they could provide that home for their child and their grandchild. So the baby needs all these family units. God God placed six people in your life to take care of you, and that's mom and dad and both sets of grandparents. Um, In some families, there will be someone missing Mm -hmm. in a healthy family. Someone has passed. Someone, you know, has wandered away. You know, but then then the other core, they just, you know, buddy up and help that baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some of our girls, there is no one, mm-hmm. absolutely no one. And Grandma's House can become that unit. And we have girls coming back from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an unintended blessing. We never knew that would happen. Mm-hmm. We just kind of thought they'd go through our program and, you know, they'd move on. And When you say come back, Coming to visit. B- oh, to visit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know that that to me is great. And I've gone to more clarinet recitals and grandma <laughs> grandma days. And I'm telling you, I have a buzz in my ear from the clarinets that will never go away. <laughs> and and all the graduations were invited to. Oh. And now we're invited to weddings. Oh, how beautiful. And it is. It's amazing. And and um you know, some of our moms, their kids are, you know, 28, 29 years old. Mm-hmm. So they're becoming grandparents as well. Oh, wow. So early on, everybody was really interested in what our success rate was. And when you're just a couple years old, mm-hmm. I would come. And I think I I finally realized that, you know, they're it's still getting them st- through the storm, still standing on their feet. Mm-hmm. I said that for a, a long time. And now the success is that during the time they're at grandma's house, they're drug and alcohol free. They have a healthy environment. They're eating good food. They're making all their doctor's appointments. Their babies are making all their doxor- doctor's appointments. Everybody's vaccinated where they should be vaccinated. Um, they go to school you know, now they're going online. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a bedtime. They have they have probably more rules than they ever had in their own home. Mm. But um, somehow at Grandma's house, they're all in this together. Yeah, There's oftentimes seven or eight moms and babies. Mm-hmm. So um, just basic life skills come into play as well. I I remember... <laughs> And I'm sorry if I'm digressing, but I just thought about the girl that came down with the pillow and a pillowcase and put the pillow down, laid the pillowcase on top and said, it doesn't fit. (laughs) (laughs) She had measured it out and the pillowcase was a little smaller than her pillow, she thought. (laughs) She never knew you wad it up and shove it in there the best you can. Every mom does that every day. Right. Um, And and doing dishes with, Mm -hmm. with detergent with soap. I walked in where a girl was doing dishes with no soap. Wow. It's sometimes just basic living skills. So if we can get those into place, mm-hmm. and Grandma's house is beautiful, and when COVID's over, I would invite anybody. Hi, everybody <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. They waved at me. <laughs> and and uh, anyway, I would love to have people come, and I'll come and have tea with you. Because they still left the door open for me. Yeah, that would be beautiful. And I bet there are a number of ways that people could volunteer. And I don't know if you all know this, but every quarter we give 1% of all of our offerings to some 
group in the community. And this quarter, we are donating to Grandma's house, so, which was part of the reason that I invited Woody to be here today, so that you would know something about it and realize that as you're making your offerings to us, that there's a spillover to this wonderful organization. And of course, you can make um, donations directly to them. Um, because they're part of J-Bar-J now, right? We are. Uh, when After 25 years, uh, United Way said, uh, Woody, you have to have a transition plan because anything can happen. And, and I got to thinking about that. And uh, there were three women that were interested in <coughs> doing what I'm doing. And I gave three years notice. Uh -huh. I, did, I actually gave three years notice, which is so funny. <laughs> and and uh, um, the women followed me. They shadowed me and they all walked out shaking their heads saying i don't even know if you know what you do mm. and I and <laughs> you know i know <laughs> and and they all wanted to be an executive director of a homeless shelter for pregnant and parenting teens but no one wanted to do the work oh wow and and it was i evidently i did the work of three people which had <laughs> someone told me that before i that would have been upsetting but i was looking. Stephanie Alstead from J-Bar-J Services called me and said, let me take you out to tea. And we sat and talked and she said, have you ever considered uh, coming under the umbrella of J-Bar-J? And I hadn't. It never occurred to me. So in my mind, in what I told our board, Grandma's house is like a little ship in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And we're doing fine. We paid off the house in all those years. Wow. You know, so we owed no mortgage. Everything was very clean. We were very organized. We have a really good reputation for what we do. And, um, but one big wave, and that could be in the form of a lawsuit, which everybody understands that that does happen to small organizations and it can literally wipe them out. Mm. So, um, and then I explained J-Bar-J as a cruise liner with all these ports of all these amazing things they do for kids. Yeah. And there's a little port just waiting for Grandma's house. Oh, that's beautiful. So when it was all said and done, we did it in three months, which is phenomenal. That's mm -hmm. why, and I always pray about everything before we make any moves. Mm -hmm. um, you need an answer, and sometimes you have to wait a little bit. And I had to wait a little bit on this one, but I did talk to United Way, the, the police department, all the appropriate people to see if this was a good move for mm -hmm. Grandma's house. And everybody agreed it was. Yeah. Everybody did. It and the one perfect. thing that I told Stephanie, I said, you know, I go out and speak and I tell people, Grandma's house is like a big quilt and you all have your peace and unity certainly has mm -hmm. the peace and you personally. Mm -hmm. And uh, God's a binding that holds it all together. And if I can't say that, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And they said, you can absolutely say that. Because yes. they love that analogy. Yeah. That it's warm and loving and massive. Yeah. I think it's, you know, the words change. Like we don't, we don't talk about God in the way that you talk about God, but there's no difference mm -mm. in what it means. It's just language. And we are, we are looking for how do we describe something that is ineffable, that it's, it's like everywhere we turn, there it is. And it's what, what powers us and where wisdom comes from and where the love that flows through us comes from. And it does not matter what you call it. 
It does not Do matter. You know, it, it doesn't because I, it's that is so personal. Mm -hmm. And and I think the blessing is that if we all have that feeling for something that's beyond ourselves. Yeah. You and know, that you stay focused that, on and, your heart. And that's what makes us sisters and brothers. Yeah. You know, and, and it's the, the, you know, the people whisper. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, it, everything paves a way to where we're going. Yeah. You know, living a good life and treating people fairly and all the kindness in the world. Yeah. But I do have something to share about my retirement. Because uh -huh. I took the succession plan thing very seriously. Uh -huh. And then when J. J. Um, uh, took us under their wing, it made it possible. And um, the woman that, I, I actually retired in October, uh -huh. and the woman that took my place was a resident at Grandma's house 13 years ago and has a beautiful 12-year-old daughter, daughter <laughs> that was born at Grandma's house. Oh, so wow. that was a dream from the very beginning that the girls would one day run Grandma's house, and, and we're doing that now. Oh, I'm just getting chills yeah. hearing that. <laughs> so I know. That, yeah. that was wonderful. Yeah. And I've been 60 days retired, and COVID, in a COVID environment, and I ha don't have a clue what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my couch and my fridge. My fridge. <laughs> I have developed a relationship with the refrigerator. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, as have many of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I really love is hearing the vision and how the vision expanded for you and and this dream that someday these girls would run the program. Yes. And and at the time you can't see how that would happen. And I know for Unity we have talked about what's our bigger dream and and we vision together and we have these ideas of what it could be and we're like, "Well, I don't know how that's going to happen." I mean, we we can make up some ideas, but really we don't know and we just have to trust that the same source that brings the ideas to us also brings the means. And we don't, our egos don't have to be in charge of that. So no, you have to let it happen. Yeah. If you try and reel it in and make it only your way, mm -hmm. it, it can't happen. Yeah. You have wonderful minds yeah. that know, and our girls have a lot of input about how Grandma's house is run. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that it was founded by people of multi-faith. Yes. So there was unity in it from the beginning and that nobody forced their particular idea of what religion looks like on these girls. No, and in fact, it went totally opposite. Mm. That our, our staff is tasked with being examples of good women, yeah. of strong women. We don't cuss, we don't drink, we don't smoke, and we don't do drugs. Wow. You know, and we're happy. And that's what's so confusing to some of the girls. You don't do any of those things. How are you always happy? Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah. So you know? discovering that yeah, there's so actually a different it. source. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know what their perception of spirituality is. Mm -hmm. And some of them have been just beat to death mm -hmm. with that. And there's there a couple of our girls were in a particular faith. And their families did come and get them to take them to church, but they had to sit in the back pew uh, and were not talked to. Wow. And, and I, I just don't get it, but we never said a word, you yeah. know, if that's, that is their faith and they have every right to feel how mm -hmm. they feel. Yeah. And we did have a devil, devil worshiper come in 
And mm -hmm. she sat right across from me and she says, I am a devil worshiper. And I was like, okay, you're my first. <laughs> <laughs> I had not done this before. And, and she was just leaning into me and she had a tattoo that depict that on her neck. And, and I looked at her and I said, don't burn candles in your room. <laughs> and it totally threw her off. It was like, okay, that's my first, you know, don't burn the house down with your worship there. And uh -huh. I said, you have a right to worship as you choose. Um, we ask that you not all try to, you know, get a congregation of this going on at Grandma's house. You know, mm -hmm. everybody has a right to their own. Mm -hmm. So, and if, uh, after a while, she just let it go. It's very complicated, evidently, and it takes a lot of energy and effort. And, mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. we kind of, and I was so glad that stuff left the house. Yeah. But, yeah, well, know? I think you didn't resist. No. Which is what teenagers are looking for. That wasn't <coughs> my job. Yeah. My job is to move forward. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite saying is, don't, don't go back, uh, don't look back, you're not going that way. Yeah. You just keep going forward and building a foundation for somewhere there was none. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and to look past a tiny baby. Mm -hmm. Um and to, to look to the future. And, and we've had some girls that, that have ended up in prison and lost custody of their children. Mm -hmm. They're not all success stories, except now in this day and age, almost saying they're still alive mm -hmm. and there's still hope yeah. is a success story on its own. Yeah, and I think you never know when you, all, all we can do is put out the seeds of love and goodness, mm -hmm. right? And you never know what will happen. And sometimes there's a, a place in the road that, you know, is a big rut and they, they fall in. And you, all you can do is continue to love and send that out. And you, you can't control how it unfolds. No. But, but you can stop and reach your hand out and help them out of that. Yes. Way. If they just know that you're there, mm -hmm. and, the, and Grandma's house is, um, it makes no judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think it, to illustrate that, one morning we had a mom come, and she was going to prison. Mm. And she had to make place for her three-year-old, hoping to get him back, but she was going to be gone for three years. So part of what she was struggling with is does she choose adoption? And there were many tears, and we just helped problem solve and problem solve. And and uh, within a couple of hours, uh, one of our other moms came, and she got a full scholarship to college. And we talked about that. So, you know, it was like the lowest of low and the highest of high. Mm -hmm. You know, and it happens every day. But just as long as they know the door's always open. Yeah. And if a past resident comes, they come in the front door like they're home. Mm. And we everybody stops and comes and has tea unless there's someone she wants to specifically. Oh. And we also use old lady teacups. <laughs> so if any of y'all have those old lady teacups, those china cups that you have stashed away and you're just not going to ever use, Grandma's house would love to have them. Because just like every grandma, <laughs> okay. our moms and babies get a teacup when they leave. So they always have that connection. Oh. Oh, that's beautiful. And we never drink out of styrofoam. We're always 
drinking out of tiny teacups. Mm. So yeah. anyway, that would be an amazing gift. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, let's, let's put that out. If anybody has them stashed away, There's someone thinking, them. boy, I wondered what to do with those yeah, things. Yeah, we, we could have a, a day that you bring them all to Unity and we'll take them over to oh, there. That or would be fun. However you would like to do it, just you know, let us message us and let us know you've got a stash. Mm. And so you can bring cookies too. And bring cookies too. <laughs> oh. Just throw that out there. Yeah, so if you, if you feel this urge yes. to bake cookies right Compelled. now, but you don't want to eat them all, oh. yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have some people who are eating for two and they would be okay with your cookies. Yes. <laughs> so so I, I want to just encourage all of you to stay aware of what's going on with Grandma's house and all of J Bar J Ranch. The loft was part of that, and mm -hmm. we um, donated to them third quarter. So really just remember that there is a home in your heart and keep the door open for others, whether it's teen mothers or, or anybody who seems like they need to be able to come in and have a cup of tea. And thank you so much, oh. Woody, for being here with us today. Thank you, and, and thank you all for supporting Grandma's House. I can't tell you what it means, and the girls do know that you've supported them, and it's, it's very, very important to, to have them feel connected to strong, healthy people. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And so we have a song. Okay. I like the Grandma's song. I'll be your Grandma, David. Oh, thank you. This song is for you too, Woody, and your oh. organization. <laughs> But I still 
know where I'm going. I have had my mind spun around in space, and yet I've watched it growing. If you're listening, God, please don't make it hard to know if we should believe the things that we see. Tell us, should we run away? Should we try and stay? Or would it be better just to Yeah.